Spring is a great time of year to do some cleaning around the house and clean up your finances. And something else that you can do for your family this spring is shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius as part of your financial planning for the year. Getting life insurance today means you'll have peace of mind so that if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses, things like mortgage payments, credit card payments, car loans, or even college costs. I have a wife and two kids, with a third on the way, by the way, and business partners that all depend depend on my income. So I needed life insurance and Policy Genius made that so incredibly easy. And with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. One of my favorite ways to invest is real estate, but not everyone wants to handle tenants and toilets. Enter Fundrise. They make it easy to invest in real estate with their flagship fund. Now, as always, you always have to carefully consider the investment objectives and risks of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. But right now, demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. And the Fundrise flagship fund plans on going on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes with just as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com slash PFP. As always, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com slash PFP. That's fundrise.com slash PFP. This is a paid advertisement. On this episode of the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to talk about how your savings rate can absolutely change your life. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the Personal Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, founder of Dollar After Dollar. And today on the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to be talking about how extremely important your savings rate is. And if you've been listening to the Personal Finance Podcast for any amount of time at all, you know that I constantly talk about increasing your income. And the reason why I talk about increasing your income is because it's going to allow you to increase your savings rate and increase the amount of money that you allocate towards your financial future. Because what a lot of financial gurus tell you is to cut back on certain things. And that's all good and well. You can always cut back on things. But the only things you really want to cut back on and the only things that human nature will allow you to cut back on are things that don't bring you value. And so what we're going to talk about today is when you do cut those things out, when you do cut out the things that don't bring you value, you're actually buying freedom for your future. You're buying time back so that you can allocate your time to do whatever you want in your life. So as you hear me talking about increasing your income, understand this, your savings rate matters. In fact, it may be one of the most important metrics you can track to make sure you're on path to financial independence. If you wanna retire early, you have to understand your savings rate. And what I'm about to show you 
is a chart. And this chart is going to absolutely change the way you see money. It's going to absolutely change the way that you see money being interchanged. Because the first time I saw it, it changed my life. And that may sound crazy, but when you see this chart, the amazing thing about it is all of a sudden everything just opens up. You see exactly why you're saving the amount you're saving because you're buying time back for yourself. And your savings rate is the metric that will tell you how long it will take to reach financial independence. That's because it's all based on simple math. Everything with finance is based on simple math. It's not complicated. You don't, you don't need some financial guru telling you exactly what to do. You don't need a financial advisor walking you through every single step. And I'm gonna show you why. Because it's very simple math on how you can retire early. And the most amazing part about this is that anyone can do this. Anybody can do this. And that's why I'm so passionate about this because people can build wealth for themselves and they can free themselves of a job they hate. They can free themselves from a cubicle that they don't wanna be in anymore. And they can take the time with a little bit of financial discipline and a little bit of education, you can absolutely change your life. And your savings rate is the number one metric to track to be able to do that. So what we're gonna get into today is what determines your savings rate, and we're gonna go through what exactly determines your savings rate. Then we're gonna get into the savings rate chart that I explained earlier, and this thing is life-changing. And I'm gonna link the chart in the show notes so that you guys can reference it if you need to look at it. Now, if you're driving or anything like that, don't look at the savings rate chart until you get home. And we're gonna go through why this chart is so powerful, why it's so amazing. And then I'm gonna show you exactly how to calculate your savings rate. And then lastly, if your savings rate is lower than you want it to be after seeing this chart, I'm gonna show you how to increase your savings rate where it doesn't hurt so bad, where it's not just a cut back on everything to be able to increase your savings rate. I'm gonna show you exactly how to do it so that it doesn't feel as painful. So let's get into it. Let's get into what determines your savings rate. So your savings rate is determined by two factors. Number one, it's determined by your take-home pay. So this is the amount of money that you bring in every single year added together. And it's not just the money on your paycheck. It's more than that. It's the money that comes in from your side hustles. It's the money that comes in from investment income. It's the money that comes in from rental properties that you own. There's all different factors that come in that you have to add to your take-home pay to ensure that you're actually getting your real savings rate. And the second thing is how much you can live on. And this is extremely important. So you're gonna try to figure out how much you can live on in retirement. And this scenario is different for everyone. Let's say, for example, that you have a mortgage when you retire. Well, your scenario is gonna be much different than someone who worked to pay down their mortgage before they retired because they have a lower cost of living than the person who still carries a mortgage. So this is very different for each person. But you wanna figure out the amount of money that you and your family can live on comfortably. And start to think through that. Start to think about how much you can live on comfortably, how much you wanna live on in retirement. And add in all the cost of things that you wanna do. Maybe you wanna play a lot more golf, or maybe you have a lot more hobbies that you wanna pursue. Start to think through those items and think through exactly how you wanna live your life in your dream retirement. And those are the two factors to start to get your wheels a-churning. Start to think through these things, because we're gonna get into the savings rate chart and how powerful it is and then I'm gonna show you exactly how to use this chart to figure out your savings rate and how to increase your savings rate so you can achieve your goals as fast as possible. Because early retirement is available to everyone. You don't have to work 30 to 40 years, and I'm gonna show you exactly why. Let's get into the savings chart. So this savings chart, I'm gonna walk through and I'm gonna talk you through it, but it's one of the coolest things in personal finance. It's actually one of the coolest charts I've ever seen in personal finance, and it's extremely simple. It's extremely easy to understand. And I first came across this 
by one of the OGs of financial independence. I call him the OG of financial independence, but I know there was a lot of people before him, but he made it popular within the personal finance community because he's such a great writer. And his name is Mr. Money Mustache. Yes, I know it's a super cool name, but he wrote an article called The Shockingly Simple Math Behind Early Retirement. And if you've never read this article, I'm going to link it in the show notes. It's really short. It's not a long read. It's worth reading to understand exactly how financial independence works. And if you've never read Mr. Money Mustache, I encourage you to go to his website and start reading through. I don't agree with everything that he talks about, but I agree with a lot of things that he talks about. And he shows you, just like we want to show you here on the Personal Finance Podcast, exactly how you can pursue financial independence way earlier than you thought you could. So a couple of things that this chart assumes before we get into it. It assumes that you have a 5% rate of return in your investments. Now, you know I love index funds. And index funds, historically, have allowed you between 7 to 8%. So this is a conservative rate of return that's within this chart that's going to allow you to be able to accurately depict how much you're going to be saving and how much you can live off in retirement without a bunch of risk added on top of it. The second assumption is that you want to live on your money forever. Retiring early obviously adds extra years to the amount of time that you're going to be retired. And so this assumes that you want to live on this money forever. And then the third assumption is that you're going to draw down 4% of this income per year. We're going to get into the 4% rule and exactly what that is. But understand that you can draw down between 3.5 to 4% of your income in retirement. So for example, if you have a million dollars, you can draw down $40,000 a year from that million dollars and preserve that wealth forever. And I'm going to show you exactly why that is in that episode. And it's coming up very soon. And we're going to go deep dive into the 4% rule. But let's get into the chart because this chart can change the way you see money. It can change your relationship with money. And it can open your mind to a number of things. So here's how it works. So in one column, it shows your savings rate. And then the other column, it shows you how much time it would take before you can retire at that savings rate. So what's the savings rate that you always hear financial gurus talk about? And you know, the big financial gurus, they always tell everyone to save a certain amount. And that's usually starting out at 10%. Well, what this chart shows is that if you save 10% of your money, it's gonna take you 51 years to retire. 51 years. I hear other other financial gurus say, well, maybe you should save 15%. If you save 15% of your money, it'll take you 43 years to retire. I don't know about you, but I don't want to work for 43 years. If you save 20% of your money, it would take you 37 years to retire. Now let's jump to 30%. If you save 30% of your money, it'll take you 28 years to retire. That's nine years off your retirement just by increasing your savings rate 10%. And for a lot of people, that's a couple hundred bucks based on what your whatever your income is. Bump up your savings rate again to 40%. It's only going to take you 22 years to retire. So imagine you're fresh out of college and you're 23 years old. If you had that 40% savings rate, you could retire at the age of 45. It's as simple as that. But let's bump it up again because a lot of people that pursue financial independence, the FIRE community, if you've never heard of FIRE, it means financial independence, retire early. But a lot of people start at a 50% savings rate. And here's why. Because at 50% savings rate, you can retire in 17 years. So what happens is a lot of people get their first job and then they're able to retire right before 40, which is unbelievable. So they're retired before 40 years old. And then what a lot of them do is they end up going out and they pursue passions that they want to build or they they build passion businesses. And then those businesses start to earn money, but they love the work they do every day. 
But this allows them to take that risk so that they can go after it. It's not like they're sitting around lounging poolside all day long, but it's allowing them to live off the savings rate that they've accumulated and invested, and they can go do whatever they want with their life. But let's jump up to 60% of your income. Let's say you have dual incomes and you can save 60% of your income and you can live on you know, one spouse's income, the lower of the two. Then you can retire in 12 and a half years if you save 60% of your income. Now, this is extremely powerful because what if your working years were only 12 years? Think about that. And if you want to retire in under 10 years, you have to save 70% of your income. Now, some of this may start to sound crazy. You think 70% of my income, how would I ever do that? Well, it's quite possible, but that's why I always talk about increasing your income. Because if you increase your income and live at the same level that you have been living forever, then you're able to increase your savings rate. See where this is all related? All of this comes together when you see these. So increasing your income allows you to increase your savings rate so you can buy your freedom back so you don't have to work as long. That's a perfect segue to exactly the key takeaways of this chart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. And if you need to hire, you need Indeed, because Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. And they have a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash personal finance. Just go to Indeed.com slash personal finance right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash personal finance. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. One of the hardest things about managing your money is figuring out where it's all going. And most of us are trying to save for several goals at once, which can feel like a daunting task to see if you're on track or even on pace to accomplishing your goals. But there is a tool that makes it so much easier, and it's called Monarch Money. They help you track your money flow without taking a ton of time and energy. And Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. And you can invite them with an extra account with their own login at no extra cost to collaborate with you. And Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can create custom budgets, set notifications, and you can set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications. And after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com PFP. That's M-O-N- A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash P-F-P for your extended 30-day free trial. The key to winning in any business is making sure you have the right business partner. An example is Procter & Gamble or Ben & Jerry. But what about the perfect partners when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. 
And most people know one of your biggest struggles when it comes to starting an online business is finding new customers and Shopify can help you do that. And what I love about Shopify is no matter how big you wanna grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PFP, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash PFP now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash PFP. Now is a great time of year to get your finances in order. And no matter what your financial goals are this year, when you use Chime's online checking account, you can cross all those financial to-dos off your list. Chime's online checking account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-fee overdraft up to $200. Plus, get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go 24-7. And you get access to over 60,000 ATMs. So start building your credit and open a Chime checking account with at least $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. Get started at Chime.com PFP. That's Chime.com PFP. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank, NA, or Stride Bank, NA, members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. And the first one is that money can buy freedom. You have to remember that everything in life is a trade-off. You can choose to buy a fancy pants car, but it comes at the cost of an additional five, six, seven years working at a job you hate. So is the fancy car worth working at a job you hate? Hey, if cars are your thing, if you love cars and it brings you joy and it brings you value, ball out, man. Buy whatever car you want. Ghost ride the whip down the middle of the freeway. But if cars aren't your thing and six months down the line, every time you buy a new car, you're like, eh, this is just fine. Then the trade-off's probably not worth it for you. The same goes for houses. You can choose to buy a giant house but it comes with a weighted price tag of your freedom. You have a bunch of extra bedrooms to impress other people that you have to go to work every single day in order to maintain. So think about it this way. Every dollar you save is another deposit in your freedom account. Every time you make a decision and you forego spending on something that doesn't bring you value, it gives you power over your money. You have the control. You take ownership. And what I would do, and this is what I started doing a long time ago, when I really got my finances together, I would second guess every purchase decision I was about to make. And I would say to myself, is this going to bring me joy? Is this going to bring me happiness? Is this item more important in the short term than buying my freedom? If the answer is yes, then buy it. But if the answer is no, then move on and walk away. Just forget about the thing. Just move on because it's not worth your freedom. Or think about it this way. If the item you're looking at that you want to purchase, say you want to purchase a brand new guitar. And you're looking at this guitar, and you think about this guitar all the time, and every time you think about yourself playing this guitar, you say, oh yeah, just like the Kool-Aid man. Think about the Kool-Aid man. If it doesn't make you say, oh yeah, then you definitely should not be buying that guitar. This is a terrible impression. I'm sorry, everyone. Then you definitely should not be buying the guitar. But if it does, if it's going to bring you value, it's going to bring you joy, and you're going to use it every single day, and it's going to... You know, you're going to build skills with that guitar, then you absolutely should buy it. But everything is a trade off when you purchase things, it's a trade off for your freedom. The second takeaway is if you follow the money gurus, you're going to be working for the rest of your life. All these people out there are telling you to save 10% of your income. And that's a great starting point. Don't let me belittle you if you're saving 10% of your income when you weren't saving anything before, because that's a great, fantastic start. And everybody has to start somewhere. I started out with saving less than 10% of my income. But if you continue to do that for the rest of your life, you're going to be working forever. And if you find yourself in this spot, if you find yourself only saving a small amount of money, 
and you can't increase it. We're going to get into how to increase your savings rate in a little bit here. But be weary of how much you're saving. Be weary of how much you are putting down because it's going to change your life. You could be working forever if you don't save enough money. The third takeaway, the more money you save, the sooner you can retire. So the more money you start depositing into your freedom fund, it starts to fuel the fire and the flame starts to increase the more money you put in. And that's what this chart does. It opens your eyes to see how much faster you can retire just by increasing your savings rate. Look at the difference between saving 20% and saving 40%. You can regain 15 years of your life just by increasing your savings rate 20%. And for a lot of people, this is just a couple hundred bucks a month. It's not like you're saving thousands and thousands of dollars more unless you're making a massive income. You're not increasing your savings by a massive amount unless you're starting from zero or you have a massive income. And then the fourth takeaway is working the traditional 30 to 40 years is a choice. And the choice is up to you. Life is way too short to be stuck in a cubicle for your entire life when freedom is available to all of us. You have options. You don't have to work at your job that you hate forever. If you like working, fantastic. Stay at your job. Keep making money. Keep buying more things that you want. But if you hate your job and you want options, then there's options for you. You have this available to you. Everyone has this available to them. Now, I'm not naive. I understand there's privilege out there. So some people are going to have an easier path to this than others. But it's still an option that you can choose to start pursuing. And you're still going to retire faster, even if you're not as privileged as somebody else. So if you want to get out of that cubicle, if you want to get out of that job you hate, then increasing your savings rate is the first step because it's the one thing that everyone can control right off the bat. Maybe you can't increase your income right away, but you can increase your savings rate, even if it's a couple percentage points. And now I'm gonna show you exactly how to calculate your savings rate. Now I'm gonna show you exactly how to calculate your savings rate. And a lot of people out there who obsess with optimization always overcomplicate this process. There's two ways that you can do this. You can do this on a monthly basis, which I think is a lot easier actually. So when you listen to how I'm going to explain this, I'm actually going to explain it on a yearly basis, but you can also do this on a monthly basis. And I'm going to show you the easy way to calculate your savings rate. If you're on a salary, look at your last paycheck and multiply that number by how many paychecks you get every single year. So for example, if you get paid bi-weekly and you get 26 checks a year, that's just 52 weeks divided by two, then multiply your last paycheck amount by how many paychecks you get each year. So if you make 2000 bucks per paycheck, and get paid bi-weekly, then you would take 26 times 2,000, and that means you make $52,000 a year, okay? So what we're doing right now is we're calculating your income, because that's the first step, is calculating your income. And then what you're gonna do is you're gonna add in any additional income from side hustles. So if you have a side hustle and it makes money, add that side hustle income in. Then add in income from rental properties or other assets. And you don't have to include income from like your stocks or anything like that, or your index funds in this spot, unless you want to. And then lastly, make sure you add in your tax return as well, because that's part of your salary. So if, you, if your take-home pay becomes about $52,000 and your tax return's another $5,000, well, make sure you add in that $5,000 from your tax return, because that's part of your salary. The next step is to calculate your savings. So what you're going to do is you're going to add up all the money you saved up in a savings account or brokerage for that year. But you're also going to include things like when you distributed money to your 401k or your employer matches. Now, this is why I talk about your employer matches so much. And this is why I say you have to get your employer match because you calculate this into your savings rate and you have free money going into your savings rate. So it's not gonna be as hard to save as much money as you need to if you make sure you get those employer matches within your 401k or your HSA or whatever else employer matches you have available to you at your company. Make sure you get those matches because it increases the amount of your savings rate. It 
decreases the amount that you have to save every single month because you're getting the free money that you deserve. And then make sure you also add in anything that you contributed like to your Roth IRA or your HSA or anything else like that, add it all up together for your savings rate. And then finally, you're just gonna divide your savings by your income each year. So if you make 100,000 bucks a year and you save $25,000 that year, I'm making the math easy for myself here, then your savings rate is 25% for that year. And so at that 25% savings rate, if you look back at the chart, that means it's gonna take you 32 years to retire. And that might be shocking for some people because they think they're doing a great job by saving 25% a year and they think they're gonna retire in 15, 20 years. But that's not the case depending on how much you need to live on. So if you do this equation, if you do the math and realize that your savings rate is not as optimal as you would like it to be, then I'm gonna show you exactly how to save more money. And a few tips that I used early on to increase my savings rate to the rate that made me comfortable and made us happy and made sure that we pursued our financial goals. So let's get into it. So if you find yourself not saving as much money as you want, I'm gonna give you a few tips here. And the first one is to automate your savings rate. And if you wanna deep dive into how to automate your money, go check out episode three of this podcast because we take a deep dive into how to automate your money. And I think everyone should be automating their savings specifically. And here's why. Because if you automate your savings, you can actually take the money out before you can get to it. So you're transferring money over each time you get paid, which allows you to save before you start spending your money. And you can automate your savings by setting up automatic transfers with your banks. All banks can do this. And what you're gonna do is each time that you get paid, you have the amount that you wanna save transferred over to your savings account. So that's simple enough. But what too many people do is they cut back on spending in certain areas, but they actually forget to save that money. So it gets commingled into the middle of their checking account and they spend that money anyway. So they're cutting back and making sacrifices, but they're not saving that money and allocating that money towards their financial future. So for example, if you decide to cut out cable TV and save, a, let's say you save a hundred extra dollars a month and you decide to cut the cord and you're gonna get Sling or Hulu or any of those other services, then what you have to do is increase your automated savings by another $100. But people always forget to do this. And the $100 gets lost in their checking account and they wonder why they can't increase their savings. And no amount is too small here. If you cut out HBO, make sure you increase that automated savings by $15. You're making a sacrifice. You wanna make sure that that money goes towards exactly what you want it to do. So this is why automating your savings is so important because it's automatically taking the money out of your hands so that you don't go spending it on things that you don't really want, that don't bring you true value. The second step is to increase your savings by 1%. So doing things in small increments is extremely powerful. And I'm a huge proponent of the 1% rule because I think you can build anything into a powerhouse by just getting 1% better every day or every month or every other month. Because over time, if you get 1% better at something, it's gonna grow exponentially. So here's what I recommend for savings. If you really struggle to save more, increase your savings rate by 1% every other month. So this would mean that you would save an additional 6% a year, but look at how powerful this is. So 6% a year is great for someone. So, so let's say you're saving 10% a year, now you're at 16% per year at the end of the year. And what this does is it gradually increases your savings rate without you having to feel the difference. So you increase it by 1%, you have another month to adjust to it, so you really have two months to adjust to that 1% increase before you're gonna increase it by 1% again. And use this as a challenge for the rest of the year. Use this as a challenge for yourself. Increase your savings by 1% every single month and watch what happens. Because like I said, it's 6% a year, but if you look at it over the long term, in three years, your savings rate has now increased 24%. 
And in five years, it's increased 40%. So this is a massive difference for somebody who's only saving 5, 10, 15%. Now they're, now they're saving 40, 50, 60% of their income and they're gonna be retiring that much sooner. So I challenge you to start increasing your savings by 1%. And if you can do it monthly, if you really wanna accelerate it and you can do it monthly, then do it that way. But start with slow increments and watch how powerful it is and how much it can grow. And then my third tip is to have a budget in place. Now, as I talked about in the budget episode, having a budget is extremely powerful. It's not constricting. It's allowing you to allocate your money exactly where you want it to go. It's allowing you to have power over your money so you know exactly where your money is going. And there's two ways to budget. The way I think everyone who does not like to budget and thinks that budgeting is stupid should do is what a lot of people call the anti-budget, but I've always called it the reverse budget. And all you're gonna do is you're gonna automate your savings like we did in step one, and you're gonna take the money off the top, you're gonna take your savings off the top. So each time you get paid, you're gonna take the amount you wanna save off the top, and then you're allowed to spend the rest. And chill out, bruh, just spend the rest. It's the easiest way to budget, and I think it's the way that most people can budget, because budgeting is really a behavioral type thing. It's a habit, and it has some skill baked into it. But if you don't see that you are able to budget consistently, then this is an awesome option for you. But if you want to be Mr. Optimizer, then look into budgeting with a spreadsheet or a software like YNAB or Mint or Personal Capital, because these are awesome options for you to be able to budget and optimize your budget. And what do I mean by that? Let's say, for example, that your spending changes. Well, you can make those gradual small changes and tweak it within your budget and allow you to save more money or allocate it somewhere else. Maybe you have a certain hobby that brings you extreme joy now. Well, you can allocate some of those funds towards that hobby and increase that budget. So there's a lot of things that you can do to optimize your budget. But like I said, that's not for everyone. That's not for every personality type. And personal finance is very personal. So if you don't have a baked down budget with a spreadsheet and numbers and everything's allocated all over the place, that doesn't mean you're not good with your money because the anti-budget or the reverse budget also allows you to be good with your money without having to do the extra work. So these are my tips to increase your savings rate. And as you can see, it is so important to track your savings rate and to track how much you're saving because you're buying freedom with your savings. That's exactly what you're doing. You're buying freedom with your savings and you can change the course of your family's life. Maybe you wanna stay home with your kids. You're gonna have kids and you wanna stay home with them. Well, you can increase your savings rate to 50, 60% and start planning for that. And then if you need to, retire in say less than 10 years, well, you can start saving 70% of your income and you'll be able to do that. Now it's a huge sacrifice. Maybe you're way behind on your savings and it's a huge sacrifice, but understand this, those sacrifices are going to be well worth it in the long run. Just remember, everything is a trade-off and life is way too short to waste under fluorescent lights in the middle of a cubicle. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if this is your first time listening, consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. And hey, if you get value out of this show, consider sharing it with a friend because we believe that every single person in this world can build true wealth and build financial freedom. And we wanna share that message with everyone else because it starts right here. It starts with financial education, and it's not taught in high schools, it's not taught in colleges, so we want everyone to understand exactly how they can build wealth and how they can go about building an amazing financial future. Again, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great day.
Everyone's heard the saying, you have to spend money to make money. But everything in life, from travel to starting a business, is expensive. Which is why I want to tell you about a new podcast I love that will teach you all the tactics, tricks, and tips you need to upgrade your life, money, and even travel, all while spending less and saving more. It's called All the Hacks, and it's a top-ranked show hosted by my good friend Chris Hutchins, a financial optimizer, an entrepreneur who's racked up millions of points, and he sold two companies. And if you want to rethink the way you're spending money, you have to check out the episode 91 with Bill Perkins and why you should be optimizing for net fulfillment and not net worth and striving to die with zero. All the Hacks has something for everyone, and I'm sure you'll find a new tactic that you can apply to your own life, whether it's a money hack that increases your net worth or a routine change that boosts your productivity. So check out All the Hacks. That's All the Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your wallet will thank you later.